the one of the first things I learned is like you want to solve your own problem. Mm-hmm. And so my brother had a problem and we were able to solve it. So it was just like, why not give that to everyone else? Hey everyone, my name is Ben and welcome to the Click Collective podcast, I Started a Business. This show is all about inspiring, encouraging and motivating e-commerce enthusiasts and entrepreneurs by sharing successful small business stories. Click Collective is the first co-working space built around the needs of an e-commerce community and we're home to some pretty cool brands. Each episode, we'll sit down with one of our members and chat about their journey, why they started, how they're going, their highs and lows, and everything in between. In this episode, we chat with Nathan Talker, the co-founder of Solid GPS, a vehicle tracking tech business that keeps your prized possessions protected. Nathan, how are you? I'm going well, Ben. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, how's your day been? Yeah, pretty eventful. We're just working on hiring uh, our first virtual assistants. That's virtual assistant. That's pretty fun. Yeah, just to help with all the marketing and just to get mm. basically everything under control. You that's really it. are the uh, click Iron Man, aren't you? That's right. You know, do everything. Yeah, humbly accept. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll take I'll take Thorto. You know, anyone. Very good. But well, I do want to say thank you very much for coming onto the podcast. We do appreciate it. Um, thank you. I guess we'll just start off with a short intro of who you are and mm-hmm. what do you do. Yeah, so I'm the mainly the sales and marketing for Solid GPS. Mainly just uh, customer service, answering people's questions, uh, shipping off trackers, coming up with marketing strategies on like how to actually get our product out there. Because mm. it's not like the most you can't really make like the most uh, impactful like uh, content around it. Like things have to actually happen, and it's just quite hard to get that footage. Like say like a footage of like a vehicle theft, you have to have to get like permission and everything like that. So it's just like. There's a lot of creative creative ways you can do it, but it just like takes time. Yeah, you know, of course. But yeah, it's just like coming up with different ideas on how to get solid GPS out there. And yeah, I think we've been doing it for about four years now. Yeah, perfect. That's what I do, and then my brother's basically the other half of the company, and he focuses mainly on the technical operations. He's the one who like came up with the idea. He's the one who essentially built it from the ground up. And yeah, that's what he mainly focuses on, all the technical operations, and I focus on the other half. Yeah, okay, cool. So there's there's kind of like a established divide. Oh, yeah. For like in terms of roles? Yeah, I can't code, so. Yeah, that's okay, cool. Yeah, I'd love to talk a little bit more about that later, but yeah. I kind of wanted to start more about you as an individual oh. and, and, and your pathway in, okay. in the tech industry, actually. Yeah, what's what's your pathway been like so far? Um, and when did, your, when did your interest in tech even start and... You know, how did you get here today? So I always knew that I wanted to like start my own business or like do something on the entrepreneurial path, but I just didn't know what it was going to be. So just, I never went to uni. I didn't, like, I didn't want to. Like if I was going to, I would have done like whatever the equivalent of an Australian MBA is. I love, whatever the equivalent of an American MBA is in Australia, or is that the same thing? I've got no idea. We're talking about the, the sport? No, MBA, like M, <laughs> M, M. Okay. Uh, like the... <laughs> That's what I would have done right, if I okay. went to... It's like probably like a commerce degree or something. Yeah. But I just decided not to and just started essentially uh, working, just uh, doing various like laboring jobs, just on the side, just like learning as much as I can, just coming up with different ideas and just like basically developing my skills. Mm. For about three years, I was just like working basically just to save up money as much as I can. And during those three years, I was just coming up with like multiple like different business ideas. I remember we had, we were looking at doing a document 
like security, like you know those document like destruction companies. Yeah, we think yeah. about doing that. Um, started it, but it just didn't really take off, and there's quite a lot of competition, and obviously papers sort of going out of style. Yeah, okay. obviously it's not going to go away forever, but it's like it's like a small pie. Mm. Then we we thought of just like a generic dropshipping website. I'm pretty sure everyone does something with dropshipping. Thank God didn't do any ads on it. Uh, we bought like a hundred dollar website, like not a hundred. We spent like a hundred dollars into it, but just realized wasn't gonna work. wasn't gonna work. wasn't really passionate about it. Then we looked into e-bikes, like creating like e-bike kits. So what you'd be do- what you'd be able to do is you go on our website and you'd sort of create your own custom bike, and we'd ship all the parts to you, and then you put it all together. Um, but just getting the supply for all of that seems incredibly intense. Right. Just because yeah. you have to liaise with all these suppliers and it's not probably not the best first business to do. Uh, we even like uh, looked at a bakery. <laughs> yep. Amazing. Uh, and then what, what we did, uh, there was some hesitation on my part. And, and the reason why we ended up not doing it is uh, we actually got someone to uh, sit in their car outside the store and see how many people came in for, like, a few hours. One person came in. What? One person entered the store. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, so we, we ditched that idea. And then eventually my brother just wanted something to protect his motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we came up with GPS trackers and, like, obviously, like, I know a lot about GPS trackers. There's a lot of GPS trackers out there. And just the the execution was back then was quite poor. Like they were expensive, complicated. And then we just, over about a year of trial, trial and error, I think we went, to, went through 17 prototypes, just a bunch of trial and error. We eventually went to China too, just to do some R&D and eventually came up with a solid GPS. And yeah, we just released a product and over a few years, it just got better and better marketing sales, went to events, uh, started doing Facebook ads, Google SEO, just started building it up like that. And then, yeah, that's how I got here. And, oh, and then eventually we so just started out of my mother's uh, study, uh, eventually moved out to um, our own house and like sort of turned our house into a factory. It's a bit weird. Um, and <laughs> I remember we used our oven to uh, do some plastic mold injection incredible yeah so we uh we got some tin snips and we bought like an oven tray from kmart and we tin snipped like the mold like the like a thing to hold the plastic and then we made a mold and then we just turned the oven on put the put a plastic plate in and had the plastic plate melt into the mold while holding on to the the oven tray and we did that for about 50 trackers so there's like a bunch there's like a bunch of there's around 50 like Plastic shells, like, uh, molded by us in our home oven. We spray-painted in that house. Someone forgot on the walls. It was all very uh, do-it-yourself. Yeah. And then eventually, we have just eventually just moved back home because we didn't need that, need that much space. And afterwards, we moved to Click. Uh, and that was Moorabbin. We moved out, what, 2020 January or 2021 January? One of those yeah. years. I think it was 2021 that you guys 20, Yeah, and so that was, so my mum's study, nine square metres. The click office was 24 square metres, and then we moved to Vermont February sometime, yeah, 2022. early this year. Early yeah. this year we moved to Vermont. That was around, now that's 72 square metres, so we've like tripled in size yeah. all those times. And yeah, I'd say it's going pretty well, I think. Oh, something I'm probably the most proud of is just uh, the number of Google reviews we have. We have nearly 300. 
yeah, good well, reviews. Yeah. Uh, I remember you always used to come to reception and always used to show me those new reviews. Yeah. There'd um, always be something interesting. There's, yeah, there's, um, it's, it's, it's going well, yeah. basically. Yeah. We have uh, a couple of thousand customers. And yeah, I think it's steadily on the increase. We're just, um, it's just t- taking a while to like get adjusted because obviously we're, we're growing and like that changes like how much supply you need, that changes your procedures and just getting used to mm. all that. And then we're, I think we're at the stage where we can start building on upon more sales and start getting out there. Like we just started going to more events and stuff like that. Yeah. That was a long answer to <laughs> a single question. Yeah. I've got a hundred questions <laughs> right here. <laughs> This is going to be a very long episode. Okay. No, um, I actually wanted to go back to the fact that how, how old are you? I'm 24. You're 24. January 13th. Yeah. 98. And, and my you, brother's 26. Yeah, yeah. So for the two of you, you've actually co- accomplished quite a lot in, you know, early 20s or mid 20s. You're going you're gonna to inflate my ego too much. You're going <laughs> to. Oh, no. Is this like. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, this no. is dangerous, isn't it? Yeah, it's very dangerous. <laughs> um. But I did want to ask, like, I've heard you on the on the phone to a customer just now, but mm. um, are you ever challenged by not being taken seriously for your age? Uh, like, like especially when you meet face-to-face? Mm. And how do you na- navigate that? Or do you find that it's actually not a huge difference? I've, in- um, maybe, like, once or twice on the phone when, like, a customer, like, gets, like, antsy. But even then, a cust- like, that's only happened, that's happened less than five times. Like, a customer's getting, like, mad at us. They well, they don't know how old I am most of the time, and even even when they do, like I feel I feel like it's pride. Like they're proud of us for being like young and like having a go. Because every time someone does like find out how old we are, they're like, "Oh yeah, good on you. I'm glad you guys are having a go." And I feel like um, I've never really felt that age discrimination. Yeah, I just I just don't uh, feel impacted by it. Maybe if the company was bigger, they'd like make some comments. But uh, yeah, you haven't unless I can't read any social cues. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. No, like, uh, yeah. I just haven't really been uh, impacted by discrimination of that kind or just any kind. Like, I feel like uh, most people, like, you treat them with respect, they'll treat me with respect. Um, Definitely, yeah. Yeah, so it's just been pretty easy in that regard. Like, no one's really like, oh, you're too young. What are you doing? Like, people just, like, I feel like people just want you to have a go. And, yeah, people, like, help us out. Like, random customers go, like, oh, yeah, you guys are doing well. Like, um, let me introduce you to, like, uh, some people who, like, want who also might want to like use your product and we've got like a few connections that way so i feel mm. like people just instead of discriminating against us they just want to help us because of our age that's great like yeah like it actually flips the other way not yeah. just to pride but also to opportunity yeah exactly yeah, yeah. that's excellent actually yeah. yeah so like i've i've almost probably never been faced with discrimination in that way that's good yeah yeah thankfully fantastic I wanted to now roll into a bit more about Solid GPS as a company. Yeah. Was there a particular moment that kind of sparked the idea for Solid GPS for either you or Trent? I, uh, the idea, I don't really remember coming up with the idea, well, because Trent came up with the idea. I don't really, really remember. It, it all started, sort of started, just like happened. So we started working on it. We just like, my Trent just like essentially just kept working on it. I was like working on the website, working on the sales and marketing, just like learning because I hadn't, I have no idea how to do anything. And yeah, so just we didn't really have like that sort of spark. I remember when I came up with the name, and I was like, oh, Solid GPS, that sounds pretty cool because we were like thinking of names. And I guess when it all became real, maybe it was when we moved into the that like house and turned that into a factory, that probably that was mm. when it became real but even and it just feels normal now like i never really had like a normal like career so yeah. it's just like 
it's what I've always been doing. Has been quick though, right? It's been it's been four years. Four years, yeah. But I mean, from the very start, like, like let me reword this. How, why pick GPSs as a product? Oh, just um, because my brother, because um, I I know the one of the first things I learned is like you want to solve your own problem, mm-hmm. and so my brother had a problem, and we were able to solve it. So it's just like, why not? give that to everyone else and i feel like the main the main problem is because now a lot of our focus has shifted to caravans and mm-hmm. a lot of the a lot of the problem with a lot of these trackers they're just so complicated like we've we've bought a bunch of trackers over the past few years and just the instructions on those i can't even do it i literally can't even set up a, a competitor's gps tracker because you have to like text like these numbers you have to like you get a link it's just so complicated so i feel like just that alone even if the product was the same compared to theirs like you're not going to be able to use it if you can't actually get it started. So yeah. I feel like that was, and obviously like a bunch of other improvements that we made. Like it was just like sort of like a no-brainer. And obviously my brother being able to actually construct it and build it, yeah, it makes it easier because like not many people can do both the hardware and the software and bring it all together and coding the entire thing all by themselves. Definitely, like, yeah. So like just taking advantage, like that's like sort of like our moat for our business. It was just like you have to be a pretty big company because you'd have to hire all like separate people to be able to do that. That's like a 10, 10 person team, yeah. more than one person. It, it is an ultimate achievement. Yeah. But you, you mentioned the problem that, um, Trent's yeah. problem. Take me back to that problem. So what was that oh. thing that he wanted to fix? Oh, just, um, in case his bike ever got stolen, like just something for that peace of mind. Cause mm. we, uh, I remember I wrote an article about this, um, back in 2015, I believe just my, I was living in an apartment complex and my neighbor's Ninja 300 just got stolen. Like we had uh, cameras of it. And they, what they did was they just, uh, the garage door never worked. So the, the gar- oh, <laughs> it was, um, they just, they just backed the van in, uh, found the bike and just like, we, like carried it up like four, four person team, just carried up into the van left. Oh, Gone. God. Um, and, and like if they had a tracker on it, that would have been easy to track yeah. essentially. There and would then, be some action to take. Yeah, exactly. Like, immediately. Yeah. And then you would have gone on alert if you had it, but he just didn't. So, like, there's always, like... And you always hear, like, stories of people having their vehicle stolen. And it's just all, sort of... If you have a car or, like, something you even... Well, a lot of people have cars. Like, a car you care about or a motorbike you care about or a caravan you care about. Like, just that sentimental value. And some people have always have that thought in the back of their head. Oh, what if it gets stolen? Or what if my trailer gets stolen my business? What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, I don't know about everyone else, but I do not like dealing with insurance companies. So if you can get it back, it's much, much easier. And then your premiums don't increase. So it's just like there was always like that fear, I guess, in the back of his head that it would get stolen um, and just acting upon that. Yeah. Yeah. And what I really like about it is because I have kind of like looked over your shoulder Mm. when, you know, kind of walking through how this works. Yeah. And it really is in your hands immediately. Yeah. Which is like, I feel as an owner of something so precious, it's immediate. So you wanted to solve this problem and you turned to GPSs. Yeah. But what didn't work for you about pre-existing GPSs? Not not to like yeah. name names or anything. Oh, but no, like, I won't. What, what made you realize that you have to design something completely fresh and completely new? What we, what we found was, um, so there's the incredibly easy solution of just going to Alibaba and just finding a GPS tracker on there and ordering a thousand units and white labeling them. And the problem with that is you're using their software, you have basically no control of the product, your customer service will be terrible because you don't know how to do anything. Um, so there's like the that easy way. Then if you, you develop it yourself, it's just there's so many like barriers that you have to like overcome. 
And yeah, so a lot of people just white label it and then they just can't really help their customers and it just it's just expensive. Like you, you look online for a GPS tracker, ours is seven dollars a month or seventy dollars a year. I've seen some trackers go for forty dollars a month. I've seen some trackers like twenty five, fifteen dollars a month and they're nearly identical features and it's just because we're able to reduce our price so much because we actually made the thing. So that's the difference. Right, okay. So yeah. just eliminating all those kind of yeah. those problems. And and also yeah. it's also a much it's a much simpler device, as I said before. Like a lot of people don't like well, most people don't like setting up things. Like setting yeah. like setting up your internet. Setting up your, your mobile phone takes hours. You don't like I don't know anyone who actually enjoys doing that. So like just eliminating that process of like going to the store, buying your own SIM card, charging up your unit turning it on, calibrating it, like that's all done, basically done for you. All you really need to do for our unit is just charge it up and turn it on. Yeah. And then you're done. Oh, it's so handy. And there's no yeah. wiring, is there? There's no wiring, yeah. unless you want to have it permanently plugged in, just like plug it into a USB, but even then it's just, just plug. Yeah. Yeah, done. Brilliant, man. I did want to ask, just going back to kind of designing your own tracker, mm. what were the challenges there? Like, or was there anyone uh, that you needed to reach out to? Or did you kind of have the skill sets my brother has the skill sets it's just about taking time to learn those skills um i I just remember i just have like some funny stories i remember one time we we got a part and i think uh, we ran out of something and there was like a this is before uh covid and there was like sort of like a supply shortage so we had to find another supplier and order this particular part i was like trying to brush i was trying to get oh yeah um oh do you want the I asked them, oh, what what year is it? And they said, oh, 2018. I'm like, oh, yeah, that should be fine. So I get the unit, uh, like, I get, like, the not the unit, the part for the board, and I find out it's the wrong part. And I'm just like, there's another two-week wait. There's 60 orders on hold that I have to ship out. And I just remember just, like, lying down on the floor. I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I just remember <laughs> lying down on the floor. That's all yeah. I did. I, I don't remember how we solved it. I think we just, like, got more, got more of the right part. But it took, like, a two-week wait. And I feel like the the key then to solving that issue because obviously we're not going to get them faster was just like because I, I remember emailing my all our customers saying hey guys yeah sorry about this this is a two-week wait um but we'll just extend out your trial and no one asked for a refund they were all like pretty content with it and we eventually got those units out so i just remember like there's always going to be problems it's just how you deal with them and mm. i try to be as open with my customers as possible so like just telling them that there's that there's going to be a delay, extending out their trial because everyone gets a trial when they order a unit. So like they're not really paying for anything at that point in time, and they get a few extra days, a few extra weeks of of tracking for free just on us, just because we stuffed up. Um, any challenge? Any more challenges? Yeah, it just like takes time, like figuring things out. Like we just like creating the GPS system, making sure the app works, making sure everything works mm-hmm. in conjunction as one. From, an, from the initiation of the project, how, how long did it actually take to come to a final product that you're happy to sell? I feel like a year, probably uh, even then. I feel like it only, I was only really happy with selling it after about two. Um, and that's when we, that's, I believe I started working on it full time in uh, to around two years ago. Yeah, so I was wow. working on, I was working just like doing, uh, like laboring mm. uh, for about two years and working on solid GPS on the side. Yeah, awesome. Um, and yeah, you mentioned working alongside your brother, which I want to get into a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, working with family, like, is there challenges with that? Or does it kind of just feel like working with any other coworker? Is there advantages to it? Is there disadvantages to it? I feel like there's advantages in the fact that, like, I, we really understand each other because we've basically been together for our entire lives. 
like there's only been a few uh like a few times where i haven't seen my brother every single day yeah um there's always like a confrontations um <laughs> uh but like i know that like deep down he always has my back and i always have his so it's just like there's that like core like i trust him completely and he trusts me completely so i can fall back on yeah. him like there's i'm not gonna like uh be by myself essentially yeah and so you, you'd say it kind of leans more in your favor yeah 100 yeah. percent. like uh, there's always like the confrontations and like arguments and stuff like that but because our foundation is so strong yeah. like that those don't really matter and like we obviously were, we're both going in the same direction of like wanting the businesses to succeed mm. and so it always just comes down to like oh what's best for the yeah. company and there's been no real there's been a few like major arguments but like that's part and parcel yeah but that's good in a sense that like you're communicating because you have the comfortability of it being your brother but yeah you know, not, you don't always... Not everyone gets along with their... Brothers. You can't always bring that stuff up with just a co-worker, at least mm. initially. Mm. But with family, it's just, it's all out on the table. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which yeah. is... Life yeah, or death. That's really, yeah. really good. Yeah, even if it isn't a disagreement, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I can be, like, honest with them and open yeah. with them, basically everything. Yeah, because it, pro- it provides opportunity to work through all the, you know, the doubts yeah. throughout the whole company. Yeah, because there's yeah. definitely been, like, that. Like, I, like, when, that, when I was on, like, the floor and, like, just, like... <laughs> What am I gonna do? I'm like, yeah, yeah like he like consoled me and like, yeah, it's gonna be fun, and Perfect. it was fun. There you um, go. And there's always like the the hardships. They're like much easier when you at them when you're not completely alone. And so we've talked we've talked a lot about the design of mm. the of the GPS, and now we're here in uh, what is it? July, July 2022. July 18th. Uh, <laughs> oh man, I'm rattled. I'm shocked that it's already like this far into the month. I know. Yeah, this year's gone quick. Yeah. But has the has the actual design of the GPS changed much since you brought it out? Yeah, yeah. So we're like we're almost constantly not constantly we're we're changing the unit a lot, just like making it easier to assemble, more put together, making the unit like look essentially better, making it perform better because we've made like some performance improvements over the years, but that hasn't really changed. The main the main thing that we're working on is like new products, new ideas. Um, but that obviously takes time, and then working through it all with just quite busy at the mm. moment so yeah yeah perfect and of course you're here at click collective which yes. we were talking about just before um here at our vermont site yeah yeah i wanted to go back and just ask why was a co-working site appealing to solid gps i feel like the main thing was the just everything was provided for mm. that one rate it's sort of like what we do like everything is provided with your tracker for one that what that one flat rate everything here is like provided like you get people electricity a place we don't have to worry about any of that because I remember because I think if we like went out on our own like ten hours of my week would be just to deal with all the nonsense. And yeah, like genuine just managing a building. Yeah, and yeah. so you are the nonsense dealers now. So pretty much, do um, I work for Sol GPS? <laughs> I think I do. <laughs> you do now. Yeah, um, but um, no, it's just I, I like working here. Um, I, and obviously, I've never really like rented out our own building, so it's just mm. you don't know what you don't know. So. Yeah, that's, I feel that's like that's the thing. Yeah, like um, this has actually been a bit of a trend on this podcast. Is that a lot of the members say that kind of they're not even sure of what they would be stepping into. Like yeah. even small things like waste management. Yeah, is, exactly. Is such a hurdle and can take a lot of time. Yeah, and um, it's just nice to be free of that from a yeah. member's perspective and just focus on the business. I wouldn't want to deal with that. Yeah, definitely not. Let me deal with that. Yeah, you can deal with that. <laughs> How's your move, by the way? You just moved from Rabin to Vermont. Yes. Did that all go smoothly? Uh, yeah, the, the moving took uh, 
that was easy because uh, we didn't have much stuff. It took like a day. Um, but just like, because it's three times the size, just like outfitting everything. So that took it took a bit of time. Uh, that was, you know, it's a pretty uh, smooth sailing. It took about a day for us to get it set up, a day for us to move, and we were all ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, so no, no real problems there. It's, yeah. Awesome. It definitely looks more comfortable in there. Oh, it's much bigger. Yeah, much you got better. more space, more leg room. Yes, and we have our own, we have our own little partitions. So yeah. it's sort of like a closed office. And then we have like an open center. Yeah. It's pretty organized, I'd say. Yeah. Awesome. And, we, and we have like a whole system to do things, whereas everything was just all over the place previously. And now it's not. Mm. So that's much easier to get, like, to get our stock up. Because we always used to have like stock issues. And now I feel like that's been resolved. And so that's one like evergreen problem that's been dealt with. So I'm happy with that. And we also don't have to manage it, which is perfect. Like the whole like click thing. Yeah, the whole click Thank thing. God. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God. Our domain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you, uh, our domain is in like you and me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wanted to go a bit more into the future of Solar GPS just really yeah. quick before we wrap up. Um, the goal of Solar GPS being, um, correct me if I'm wrong, um, vehicle theft prevention, right? Yeah. Has that initial goal and Trent's problem, has that changed over time? I feel like um, originally we were more focused on motorcycles, but now I feel like we've transitioned more into caravans. But even then we protect any any vehicle, anything on or off of wheels. Has our goals changed? Not really. Yeah, we still basically essentially want to prevent theft or like if your vehicle is stolen, get it back. Because it just like gives you... If you're an anxious person, it gives you that peace of mind that you're able to get your vehicle back. And I feel like that's worth quite a lot. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. so just peace of mind, essentially. That's what we're selling. That's awesome. Yeah. Do, do you see it ever changing from that? Or is that a pretty solid idea that you want to keep consistent? I feel like morally, I'm on the, I'm on the high ground. So, <laughs> like, I'm not selling, like, uh, some weird, weird stuff that no one really benefits with. Yeah. So I feel like that's that's one of the key reasons why I'm like a like why I'm drawn to this business because we're like morally in the right like preventing theft. What what else? What what higher moral standard yeah. could you could you hold? So I like it on that fact, and we're like helping people essentially. So I don't think our goals, like our core values, will change. Obviously, we'll probably eventually come out with more products, different products. Maybe not focus around vehicle security. Maybe focus around uh, different types of vehicle like accessories but that's for the future it's not really what we're focusing on at the moment we're just continuing to improve the product come out with like a wide gps tracker come out with like essentially improving the product that's good but then the goal kind of like you're you're still kind of looking forward yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah we we have product ideas and we're working on different products but that's they're not ready yet yeah yeah (laughs) awesome obviously All right, Nathan. Well, thank you very much for joining the podcast. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Um, I won't take up any more of your time. That's all good. I I know you're very busy answering phones, taking care of problems, putting out fires. Um, And I'm going to do the same. I just don't know what you do. I don't know what people do with their normal jobs. Jobs in general. Like, do people just like answer emails all day? I'm just confused. Oh, well, I play RuneScape all day. Nice. Yeah. That's what I mean by putting out fires. (laughs) Okay. 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 Are you sure you're not lighting fires? Well, he's training fire making. <laughs> you I just want to see fire in my screen. Okay. That's pretty much it. All right, Nathan. <laughs> okay. This got chaotic. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a nice day. Want to know more about where Nathan runs his business? Click Collective is a warehousing and co-working space built around the needs of an e-commerce community. On site, we have spaces for your warehouse, office, showroom, logistics, and a photography space. So we're a one-stop shop to run your business. 
You can head to our website to know more at clickcollective.com.au or check out our Instagram at clickcollective.com.